Greetings everybody and welcome back to episode 26 of Extreme EvoCast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. Uh, good morning. Welcome to a sort of early morning for me, at least, of course. <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this at any time other than the morning, then it's not morning for you. Uh, but still, good morning anyway. Hope you've had a good morning. I uh, hope you've had a good day. Regardless, um, I just woke up. I have my coffee here uh, for sort of an early morning EvoCast, something I don't normally do. Mm. So this is interesting because I, th- I think I'm going to label this sort of episode 26 as the beginning of season two. In huge air quotes of Extreme EvoCast, um, obviously nothing's going to be changing, uh, nothing is going to be different <laughs> between season one and season two, like again, season is in huge air quotes because nothing is changing, uh, but I think with the end of the year, the end of this, my, my first year in podcasting and my first year in EvoCast, um, I'm no longer a baby. I've grown up, I can fend for myself, I'm a big, strong, grown-up podcast, hopefully. Um, I think it's, I think I want to add a little bit of, you know, continuity or chronology, lore, if you will, to this, this sort of time span that I'm doing this podcast. Uh, So this is considered to be episode one of, in, again, huge air quotes, season two of Extreme EvoCast. Like I said, nothing's gonna change, it's just for me. Uh, it's just for sort of the satisfaction of being able to call it season two. Uh, so I guess it'll be year two is, is would be a better word for it, but I'm just going to use season because it's easily recognizable and I like, I like calling it season. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like there's some sort of, you know, there was a, there was a grand conclusion to last, the last year. I mean, there sort of was because I went over, I started something at the very beginning of the year. Um, or the, not the beginning, you know, the beginning of the year of EvoCast in February, the end of February uh, of 2019, and I started talking about Pokemon and Smash, and then I started talking about all kinds of Pokemon stuff, getting my bearings, being, learning how to be a podcaster, learning how to talk about Pokemon, learning how to talk correctly in front of a, in front of a microphone with nobody there, um, and yeah, I mean, you know, and last episode we talked about Pokemon and Smash Part 2. That was the end. That was the, in sort of brackets, the big first year of Extreme EvoCast. And this is a new beginning. This is, this is a new uh, year, a new chance. Um, not, I'm a little late in terms of a new year, but it's a new year for EvoCast and that's all that matters for me. So this is going to be season two of Extreme EvoCast. Uh, hope that you have a good time and I hope this is a good year uh, for me. Hope it's a good year for you. Uh, I know, like I said, it's the it's the beginning of March. It's not really a quote-unquote new year, but it is in terms of EvoCast lifespan, so that's all I care about. Anyway, we have uh, quite a few things to talk about today. Um, I'm imagining this episode might be short. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, just because of the nature of what I have to talk about today, it's not much. Um, just nothing, nothing has really happened, uh, in Pokemon recently, and, uh, there's one specific topic I'd like to talk about, uh, that I'm not sure how much time it's going to take. Again, uh, I know I talked about this before, you know how long it's going to be, I don't need to put a disclaimer saying, oh, this is a short episode, because it's, 
episode's length is going to vary, you know what I mean? So it's not it's not a huge deal, but I'm just letting you know and sort of prefacing it with this episode might be short. Um, but first, before we get into our main topic of today, we're going to talk about some news, some things going on in the Pokemon community. Uh, first of all, not super exciting or, you know, monumental. Uh, it's normal type month. Every once in a while, you know, Pokemon, the Pokemon Twitter releases a uh, sort of update on what month it is, and apparently March is normal type month. I don't remember what last month was. I don't think I ever really looked at it. Um, you know, uh, I don't I don't know. It's, it's hard to remember, so excuse me if I don't... Uh, if I don't update you every month, I'm sure nobody will complain if I don't update you every month about what quote-unquote Pokemon type month it is, but it's normal month. Uh, the picture that they, or the gift that they used on the thing was um, Furfrow, a bunch of different Furfrow, and I'm happy to see Furfrow getting some love, uh, especially from the official Pokemon Twitter. Uh, it feels good. Uh, next, there is the Pokemon Championships going on. Um... I haven't been super keeping up with the Pokemon Championships, um, but all I know from the official Pokemon Twitter account that um, it is day two, or March 1st was was day two. Uh, I think they're over, actually, because it says, witness who will be crowned regional champion when this weekend wraps up. So they might actually be done with it. Um, Let me see if the, let me see if they have any information about it. Pokemon events. 2020 Championship Series. Who won? Are they going to tell me who won? Pokemon Regional Championships. Standard. Okay, no, they're okay. They're definitely not done yet. They're going for a while, it seems. Cool. Well, well, the, well, the region. I mean, the region is done. You know, the, the Collinsville... Uh, Illinois from February 29th to March 1st is over. Um, and that was, you know, day one. I was talking about, you know, a few days ago, February 29th, I did day one and then day two. And I imagine it's over now. I'm not sure who the winner is, but Pokemon Championships Regional is happening sort of over time. Uh, it's going until like June 7th, happening pretty much once a month. Uh, you know, well, twice in May, twice in March, once in April, once in June. Uh, so catch that if you're interested in that. It's there's a, there's a bunch of there's a there's a bunch of TCG championships going on. It always seems in the Pokemon, even from the official Pokemon. Like there's like the international championships, regional championships, the league champ. Like there's so many. I'm looking on the website. There's so many going on. Like we're at the same time. But yeah, uh, that is something I thought that I would talk about. Next, oh yeah, it's it was a uh, Reviewity Day, or it is Reviewity Day where we review the community day. And I hate to say, I didn't get to play this weekend. Uh, I missed my opportunity to do the Rhyhorn uh, community day, unfortunately. I was excited about it because it was like the the vote, but I didn't have a chance to do it. I hope it was like, it was two weeks ago, I think. I don't, I don't remember, hold on, let me, check, let me check exactly when it was. I don't know if we've gotten updates on... Um, what the next community day is probably not pokemon go community day yeah it was Rhyhorn. um it was when was it piplup was recently 
People published like two weeks ago, or two, two community days ago. When? It doesn't say when it was. Let me see if I can find it. February Pokemon for community days. Rhyhorn. Here we go. Um, you got Rock Wrecker, Saturday, February twenty second. Yeah, so it's it was there. It's I mean obviously it's done, but it was it wasn't this weekend. It was it was last weekend. I or two weekends ago, maybe I'm not sure. I don't remember. I don't have I don't have good awareness of time. Let me look at my calendar. It was probably two weeks ago. It definitely wasn't this weekend. Was it three weeks ago or two weeks ago? Uh, it was two weeks. It was a week ago. Cause the twenty fifth. Yeah, it was it was that weekend. Okay, it was it was a week ago. It was a weekend ago. <laughs> I don't know why I'm I'm putting so much effort into remembering what time it was, but yeah, I didn't have a chance to do it. I didn't have a chance to get a shiny Rhyhorn. A bunch of my friends got shiny Rhyhorns, but I, I was busy. That was the weekend I went to the Renaissance Festival. And thinking, looking back on it now, that probably would have been a great time to, uh, to actually look for them because it's like a big fair and a big festival. There's a lot of people around there. Though I might have gotten yelled at for. You know, they didn't have phones back then. They didn't have they didn't have Pokemon Go back then. So I don't know. I you know, I just didn't remember. I was with a bunch of friends, having a good time somewhere. I didn't want to spend all my time playing Pokemon Go, so unfortunately I didn't I didn't have a chance to get it. Uh, which sucks, but I can still sort of talk about it and uh, wish or hope that everyone who um, did it got their shining Rhyhorn. Um Next, we are going to... Oh, yes. Okay. So, Pokemon of the Year. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of time uh, in between the news uh, to talk about Pokemon of the Year, Pokemon 2020. Um, I was really excited about this, and uh, we're going to look at the Pokemon that were uh, voted for Pokemon of the Year. Uh, I'm not going to go through a bu- too much, uh, just sort of, just sort of going a little bit into it, talking about the actual Pokemon of the year, some of the runner-ups, and maybe some of the uh, different runner-ups for the regions. I'm trying to access the website right now. It's really finicky. Oh my goodness! Let me look at the list. Thank you. Okay, so it's no, it's a nobody's surprise that Greninja won, which honestly, I was surprised. Greninja, of all Pokemon, like I don't know, Greninja is like it's. Gen 6, it's kind of like, I don't know. I wasn't expecting it to be Greninja. I mean, Lucario got the next vote by 40,000 votes. Greninja got 40,000 more votes than Lucario did, uh, which was which was surprising. I mean, Lucario is, you know, infamous for being a very favorite Pokemon of many people. I'm surprised. I just didn't expect it to be Greninja, really. Like, did anyone expect it to be Greninja? Well, congratulations to Greninja, I suppose. Uh, but we're going to look at some of the, the runner-ups, specifically one that I'm extremely excited about. Number three, Mimikyu. I think it's really funny. I saw like I saw someone talking about this on Twitter the other day, how um, I think it's really funny that Mimikyu is supposed to be, you know, at, like at, wants to be as popular as Pikachu, but Mimikyu got third and pikachu got 19th on the pokemon of the year so i mean congratulations to mimikyu you got what you wanted uh it's 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 more popular than pikachu according to the the fans uh number four charizard no to nobody's surprise uh number five umbreon which was nice to see i like having some evolution 
some evolution love. Obviously, the evolutions we're going to get there. Umbreon being the most popular doesn't surprise me. Sylveon being the second most popular, though, does surprise me. At number six, 66,000 votes for Sylveon. Uh, Garchomp is number seven. No surprise there. Rayquaza at eight. Very interesting. Um, Gardevoir, number nine. No surprise. Gengar, number 10. No surprise there, of course. Uh, and going past the top 10, which a lot of people didn't really look at because the official Pokemon website and, and YouTube channel and Twitter and everything only really covered the, the top 10. Um, but number 11, first um, Sword and Shield Pokemon, Dragapult, which is cool. Obviously, Dragapult is a fan favorite. Um, again, to nobody's surprise, uh, probably one of the most popular uh, Sword and Shield Pokemon, I think. Probably, I mean, obviously. I, I have, literally have the data right here. Apparently 57,000 people thought that Dragapult was their favorite Pokemon. So, or should have Pokemon of the Year. Uh, 12 is Tyranitar. Bulbasaur, uh, you know, sort of a, a baby. Uh, coming in at number 13. Toxtricity at 14. Lugia, 15. We're going to go over the top 30 here. Rowlet? See, Rowlet's interesting. Like, again, like two babies. Bulbasaur and Rowlet. Um, like, you know, they have all these, these third evolution, super strong Pokemon, and then just Rowlet and Bulbasaur, uh, 17 Aegislash, which is kind of nice, um, Chandelure, 18, you know, Ghost Pokemon being a big favorite, um, fittingly enough, Pikachu and Eevee, only, like, 300 votes off from each other, Pikachu getting 19 and Eevee getting 20, I expected Pikachu and Eevee to be way farther up, then 19th and 20th of Pokemon. If you told me, I mean, I guess Pikachu's just been oversaturated at this point. So I don't really, it's it's not super surprising, but it's just surprising that Pikachu didn't get at least top 10. And Eevee too. I mean, Eevee is pretty much just as popular as Pikachu at this point. So at this point, uh, Luxray at 21, which is nice. Decidueye, Rowlet being 16, Decidueye being 22 is funny. Uh, Zoroark at 23, which is one that I very much agree with. I love Zoroark. Lycanroc, again, only off by a thousand votes between Zoroark and Lycanroc. A lot of these Pokemon are only off, like, by, like, less than a thousand votes each. Like, Corviknight at 25, Flygon at 26. They're off by, like, 300 votes. <laughs> uh, Hydreigon at 27, Sceptile at 28. The, you know, the, the three Hoenn starters are, uh, you know, 28th, Sceptile, 29th, Blaziken, and number 30, the last Hoenn starter, uh, Snom. <laughs> of course, no love for Swampert, apparently, which is sad. Uh, Swampert's my favorite, if it means anything, but yeah, Snom. Sceptile, Blaziken, and Snom are the top three, uh, the, the bottom three, I mean, of the, of the top 30. Uh, I think Snom being 30th is really funny. I mean, I, I'm not surprised that Snom got this high, but I think it's, I think it's just funny that's not good so high um so yeah that is the like international let's filter by region top kanto pokemon top five kanto pokemon i guess they're are they just the same yeah okay no they're just oh oh yeah yeah they're just yeah they're just the same uh ones just sort of um in the the same list sort of you know it, but filtered into Kanto. But actually, um, Charizard is top one for Kanto. 
no surprise. Gengar, Bulbasaur, Pikachu, and Eevee. And then that was the last of the Kanto Pokemon in the actual list. So we have a few a few more. Dragonite at six, Mew, Mewtwo, Arcanine, Lapras, Snorlax. I mean, there's not many Kanto Pokemon. I mean, there's 150. Squirtle, Blastoise, Vaporeon, Muck, Charmander, Ditto. Charmander only being 17th is surprising to me. And Ditto being 18th is... Who's last? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go through all of them. That would take a really long time. Magnemite? Articuno at 29th, Venusaur 28th, and Magnemite at 30th. Apparently, Magnemite is the 30th top Pokemon. Kanto Pokemon. Um, Let's look at Galar. Let's look at Galar, and then I want to look at Hoenn for own personal reasons, and then we'll move on, because this is, you know, I'm sure that you've all been saturated enough to Pokemon of the year, but I just want to look for personal reasons. Top five for Galar, Alcremi, Snom, of course, Corviknight, Toxicity and Dragapult. Yeah, we already know those top four. Alcremi, really? So Alcremi and then Cinderace, Zacian, Yamper, of course, at number eight. Wooloo, no surprise. Inteleon, Surfetched. I mean, that makes sense. Squirtmoney, Hatterene, Zobble, Meltan. Is Meltan, is Meltan a Galar Pokemon? I guess it is. I don't see Meltan as a Galar Pokemon at all. I see it as like a, I don't know. I see it as more of just like an outlier. I don't think Mel, uh, I guess it's Galar and more is, is I think what it was, what, what it was filtered by. It doesn't say that on this website, but I think when you were voting for it, it was Galar and more, which I assume considers Meltan. Cause I don't think Meltan is considered gen eight. Is it? Hold on. I need to look at this right now. Is Meltan considered gen eight? What? Because it, it's like I know it's in Pokemon Go. I consider it a Pokemon Go Pokemon. In all honesty, like I don't, because it's because it's also in Gen Seven, you know. So like, is it really, is it really a Gen Eight Pokemon if it's in a Gen Seven game? I don't think so. Uh, let's look at Bulbapedia. Yeah, it's introduced in Gen Seven. It's a Gen Seven Pokemon. It's not a Gen Eight technically i suppose it is i know it's it's in between because zero aura is 807 and maltan is 808 and then it goes melmetal and then grookey so who knows i consider it a pokemon go pokemon it's technically introduced in let's go pikachu and eevee but like in all honesty i i would say it's a pokemon go pokemon i know that's weird and i know it's not it, it needs to be part of a generation but i don't know just calling it gen 8 just sounds weird to me Phalanx, 16. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I mean, if you're listening to this and you don't know, uh, I'm a huge fan of Phalanx. I ran the Phalanx marching account on Twitter and it got like 14,000 followers in like a month uh, and then soon died after because nobody cared about Phalanx anymore. So, uh, you know, it sort of came and gone, but I still love Phalanx. Phalanx is one of my favorite Pokemon. Um, Appleton. Eternatus at number 18 not what I was expecting more Pico Grookey people like Eternatus more than they like Grookey that can't be right Grimmsnarl Zamazenta wow people do not like Zamazenta Zacian is number 7 and Zamazenta is number 22 
Why is there such a difference between them? Rip. Melmetal's 23. Santa Scorch. Dracovish. Frostmoth. Ice Ice Q. Is Ice Q a fan favorite? I mean, I guess so. People like Ice Q more than they like Obstagoon. Rillaboon is 29. And Cramrant is 30. Not surprising. Anyway, let's quickly look at Hoenn. I just want to see what the top what like the top 30 Hoenn Pokemon are. I'm not going to go in a huge list. Uh, Blaziken was the first. Ho- oh no, not Blaziken. I think I think it's Rayquaza, Sceptile, Flygon, Gardevoir, and then Rayquaza. Rayquaza is the top Hoenn Pokemon. I want to look at some of the other ones. Where's Swampert fallen? Mudkip is before <laughs> Swampert. So it okay. So it goes. I know I'm sort of info dumping here and just sort of listing off a bunch of Pokemon, and I apologize. I hope this is tolerable enough. But Blaziken and Sceptile are number five and four, and then Mudkip is six. The three Hoenn starters, Sceptile, Blaziken, and Mudkip. Where is where is Swampert? Okay, Swampert's number 11. God, people really don't like Swampert, huh? Metagross is number seven, not surprising. Jirachi, Milotic, Absol. Salamence, Aeron. Aeron is before Agron? People like Aeron more than Agron? That doesn't make sense. Latias, Altaria, Kyogre, Mawile, Breloom. I love Breloom. Torchic, Latios, Groudon, Deoxys at 23, Grovile, Banette, Trico. Man, a lot of love for the for the Trico line here. Sableye, Ludicolo, Shedinja, and Mightyena. Ooh. Well. I say ooh, but it got 6,000 votes. So, I mean, hey. Anyway, uh, let's move on from that. You know, congratulations to all the Pokemon that, that, that got Pokemon of the Year uh, for for all, which, of course, is uh, Greninja. And congratulations to some of the other Pokemon that got uh, some love. But, yeah, anyway, we're going to move on. Uh, we're going to stop talking about Pokemon of the Year and actually go into something a little more interesting, which... Uh, we can go into the trailer, which I'm not going to cover too much because one, it's in Japanese, and two, we don't really know all that much about it. Uh, we're going to talk about Coco, not the Disney, or not the uh, yeah, not the Disney movie, but the new Pokemon movie coming out soon. Um, Pokemon Coco is what it's called. We got a trailer for it. Um, it's I don't know what it says because it's in Japanese. Um, I will read the Cerebi information about it. It says, um, the trailer showcases a shiny Celebi flying in the forest. Later on, it shows Ash meeting the boy in the forest who says his name is Coco. The trailer shows Coco living with the Pokemon in the forest, but before too long, the forest is under attack. Coco falls off a cliff to be saved by a Zerud who raised Coco. Uh, and you're probably thinking, Lily, you didn't cover Zerud yet. We're getting to that, don't worry. Um, we're going to talk about Coco first, and then we'll talk about Zerud more in depth in a moment. Uh, but, I mean, it looks okay. It, I have things to say. You know, I, I talked about this last time. I think I addressed my opinion uh, about Zerud and the new mythical Pokemon, and I don't like the the format that they use for mythical Pokemon. I really hope that it's actually different this time. Uh, and we get some sort of story element in the game and not just a mystery gift that's paired with the movie. You know how I feel. They did it with 
Hoopa. They did it with Zero Aura. They did it with Diancie. It's the same. It's all the same. All the mythical Pokemon are the same. Yeah, they're fun Pokemon, and like I'm not opposed to new Pokemon. I just wish that they would have some sort of actual impact on the game and not just be, hey, watch this movie. You know, it just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like Pokemon. You know what I mean? It, it's I could talk about this for hours, and I'm not going to. It's like the one big gripe I have with the way Pokemon does things every so often. Uh, but first of all, let's talk about Coco. The movie looks good. Um, I've never, I stopped watching the Pokemon movies after I think like the Arceus movie. Um, I never, I mean, I saw, I saw like the Zoroark one. Um, I saw some other ones. I watched all of the old Pokemon movies. And then once they started doing the sort of mythical Pokemon stuff, I stopped because I was angry and I just wasn't interested anymore. Um, it's also around the time that I stopped watching the Pokemon anime, which was after Gen 4, uh, when I was a kid, I never watched the Gen 5 anime, uh, and I stopped watching the movies after that, um, which is something I almost wish that I didn't do because I like the animes, but I, you know, you know, I could talk about this again forever, uh, maybe one day I'll watch them again, but for now, uh, I'm probably not gonna watch this movie, maybe I'll, maybe I will, maybe I'll do a review of it um, in an episode of EvoCast, just because, you know, I have a podcast now, and the new movie's coming out and stuff, and maybe I will, uh, maybe I won't, we'll see how I feel, but you can maybe expect that, I'll let you know, probably, most likely, I'll, I'll give a little bit of hindsight, like, when it's about to come out, be like, oh yeah, I'll watch it, and give it a review, and talk about it on episode, on an episode of EvoCast, maybe not cover it in an entire episode, maybe, we'll see, we'll see how good the movie is, and if I even decide to watch it, uh, but, it looks, it looks okay. I mean, I like the style they're going with. It's different from the, um, it's more, more akin to the Sword and Shield anime, uh, but it's actually not just like an episode of, like a long episode of the anime. It's like a totally, it looks, it actually looks pretty good. The animation and the art style is really nice. I especially like the way they did Ash, uh, in this, in this movie, judging by the trailer. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks okay. Like I said, I might watch it, I might not. We will see. And of course, uh, this movie features a new mythical Pokemon, Zerud, who is a dark grass type and has the ability Leaf Guard. You know, I never actually looked to see what Leaf Guard did. Uh, let me look this up. I don't think, did they say, is it an already existing move? It might be. Leaf Guard. Oh, it is. It is, okay, no, it is our in already existing ability. So it's not a special ability. They're just giving it to Zerud. It, it, uh, during harsh sunlight, Leaf Guard prevents the Pokemon from being afflicted by a non-volatile status condition and yawn. Hmm. That sucks. Man, I'm not surprised people were saying that Leaf Guard is a bad ability for Zerud. That's really bad. <laughs> Especially for a mythical Pokemon. That's horrible. I'm sorry. Like, that's really bad yeah yeah that's not great um the trailer didn't really show very much it just kind of showed Zerud attacking uh a poor dreadnought jesus four times super effective poor thing uh they so showed it using vine whip or whatever move that is i'm not sure what move that is uh but they they sort of just had it appear they showed Zerud type dark grass uh, ability leaf guard 
And then they showed it just absolutely destroying a dreadnought, and then the video ended. So, not really sure how to feel. We don't know that much about it. Uh, it's here. It's coming, and <laughs> ready or not, here it is. Uh, but, you know, cool, I suppose. It's it's an interesting Pokemon. I'm, I'm not really a fan of monkeys, so I don't really have an opinion about it. Uh, it looks good. I mean, I like the design. I like the sort of uh, style they're going with with this Pokemon. And of course, it has, it ties into the movie, which is why, of course, it exists in the first place. Once again, I could talk about that topic forever, but I'm not going to get into it. I already did get into it a little bit today, and I'm pretty sure I talked about it last time. So you don't have to hear me ranting about the way they do mythical Pokemon. I will spare you that for now. <laughs> if they release another one, you 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 know you can bet that I'll I'll be talking about this again. But uh, anyway, yeah, Zerud, interesting, cool, uh, ties in with the movie, which I'm excited in big, huge air quotes to watch, not really sure how I feel about it right now, uh, we don't know too much about the movie, we don't know too much about the Pokemon, uh, that's all I can really say. Next, uh, a little bit more stuff about Pokemon Go, I know we're going from, like, huge news to semis you know semi big news and then to just small news not usually the format we go with normally i talk about the bigger stuff at the end uh but you know mix it up a little bit uh there's tickets for the new pokemon go safari zone which is in philadelphia this time um uh are coming let me see if i can find the where's the uh, where's the thing for it i lost it on cerebi i think it was before all this stuff Maybe not. Here we go. Uh, tickets for recently announced Pokemon Go Safari Zone Philadelphia are now available. Not sure how long that lasts for, but if you're interested in going to the Pokemon Go Safari Zone, I mean, this was like a week ago, so it might be gone already. I'm not sure. Uh, so if you're listening to this now, they might i'm not sure i can't confirm they might be gone they might not be i'm not sure it doesn't say on cerebi uh but i thought i would mention it uh last but not least for the news there's new funko pops new funko pops coming you know i'm a big fan of the funko pops um i'm not a big fan of of funko pops don't take my words lightly i'm not a fan of funko pops i'm fan of the pokemon funko pops uh, I have a few Funko Pops <laughs> of normal, of just, like, random things. I think I have, like, a Vegeta one and, like, a like a Diva from Overwatch one, which is cool. Uh, but I really like the Pokemon ones, of course, because, I mean, I have a Pokemon podcast. Of course I like Pokemon. Uh, but I like, you know, I like them. I think they're cool. Uh, and there's new ones coming. So I have the Pikachu and the uh, Bulbasaur ones. I don't have the Charmander one. And I don't know if Squirtle is a thing. I need to get my hands on them if they are. I want to have them. Oh, and there's Eevee too. Yeah, I'm missing quite a few. There's Charmander, uh, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, Pikachu, and Eevee right now. I do not have Eevee. I forgot Eevee was a thing. Oh, I want the Eevee one. Oh, and Mewtwo. There's so many I don't have. That's okay. The Eevee one's so cute, though. Uh, anyway, let's talk about the new ones and not just reminisce about the ones that I don't have. Uh, so there's an Angry Pikachu, Growlithe, Cubone, and Rattata. 
uh, due for release in North America soon. And I gotta say, they're so cute. They're adorable. I love them. Uh, the angry Pikachu one is okay. I mean, it's just another Pikachu. Uh, but Rattata, I love Rattata. I love Growlithe. Cubone's okay. Uh, interesting that they're doing some more obscure Kanto Pokemon. I kind of like it. I kind of like that they're doing that. Uh, it's maybe they'll do like a bunch of them, <laughs> you know, like a bunch of like fan sort of fan favorites from all the generations. That would be fun. I wouldn't be surprised if we would see some, you know, Grookey, Square Bunny, and Sobble Funko Pops coming soon. But I like I like that they're giving some obscure Pokemon. Like I mean, I wouldn't call Rattata obscure. You know what I mean? Some unloved Pokemon, some some well deserved love, like Cuba and uh, Rattata and Growlithe and Angry Pikachu. But you know. They gotta throw in a few fan favorites there every once in a while. I mean, we already got, you know, the Kanto starters, Eevee, Mewtwo, all the ones that everyone and their mom knows about. And finally, uh, for the... I mean, I wouldn't call this news. Before we get into the main topic of today, um, I want to say that I downloaded Pokemon Home. I know, aren't you proud of me? Uh, I didn't do that beforehand. Uh, I didn't do it when it first came out. I think I mentioned this last episode that I didn't want to because I wanted to wait until I could afford premium, uh, but I lied. I I cracked and I got it. Uh, I paid for like a month of premium so I could transfer all of my Pokemon to Pokemon Home from all of my games. It was really fun going through a bunch of my old games and sort of looking through all my Pokemon bringing them all together, bringing, I pretty much took every single Pokemon from all of my games, uh, all of my past games, well, the 3DS ones, I, I don't, I don't think I have any games, uh, the older games, like, you know, the Game Boy games or the DS ones, the normal DS ones, like Platinum, uh, that I haven't already restarted, so I don't have any Pokemon that would be, that I would be willing to bring over, uh, from those older games, but I brought them all over from, uh, from, like, XY, Oras, Ultra Moon, uh, sun and moon. Uh, and it was fun. I got all, I took all of my shinies, uh, from, from earlier. And I think I have like, like 50 or 60, maybe, maybe not that much, like 40. I, I don't know. I should count them, uh, just from like all my time of, of shiny hunting, uh, in all the, all the earlier Pokemon games. Uh, but I have quite a few. It's really nice to sort of bring them all over into one area. I also took all my Pokemon or all my shinies from Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Um, not any of my other Pokemon. I don't really need all those Kanto Pokemon. Uh, plus, I have the um, I had the Living Dex in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. I didn't want to give that up. You know, I wanted to to uh, savor it. Uh, considering I have both of them, I kind of I'm kind of leaving my Let's Go Eevee to just be a trophy, uh, having the living decks and having the shiny charm and all that stuff. And then my let's go Pikachu is like my actual, if I ever want to replay the game, I would play on let's go Pikachu. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, it was nice to sort of bring them all over and see all my Pokemon, all my shinies specifically, uh, in Pokemon home. I transferred all of the ones that I could, uh, to sword and shield. I also took that. That was my way of getting the, all of the Pokemon that I needed, um, for my living decks in Sword and Shield, like, uh, you know, the Alola starters, Mewtwo, Mew, Celebi, Jirachi, all that stuff. I'm pretty sure I had everyone, or at least the means to collect all of them. Like, I didn't, I don't think I had, like, 
a Litten, a Toracat, and an Incineroar, but I'm pretty sure I had an Incineroar, so I can always just breed and evolve uh, some Littens uh, to get that Living Dex, which is nice, and that's, that's you know, a project that I'm excited to work on, because I, I have a, uh, the Living Dex in Sword and Shield, and I plan on continuing that trend. Uh, once all the all, all the new Pokemon come out for the DLC, I plan on getting the Living Dex for all those Pokemon. I know the Pokedex, quote-unquote, doesn't really need any more updating, uh, I don't think, you know, there wouldn't be any any prizes maybe necessarily for getting all those Pokemon, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's fun and I enjoy doing stuff like that. But yeah, uh, Pokemon Home is nice. The interfaces are really nice. It's easy to use. It's cool. I like the challenges. I talked about every pretty much everything to do with Pokemon Home uh, last episode, well, you know, when it was released. Uh, but the one thing I didn't talk about was my personal sort of feelings about it and there you go i finally downloaded it i bought a month of premium so i could transfer my pokemon and i like it it's fun um i traded away uh like all of my shinies that weren't mine or ones that i didn't want anymore like uh some earlier ones that i have duplicates of and stuff uh to the wonder box uh, which was nice it felt good i gave away like eight like 20 22 it's like shiny pokemon some of them were probably hacked. I never hacked the game personally, but I probably accumulated a few hacked, like, level 100. They got, like, a level 100 shiny Dialga, which I almost am certain that it was hacked. Uh, but, you know, I traded it away anyway. Someone got a nice surprise in the Wonder Box, uh, and I hope they appreciated that. Um, but, yeah, uh, maybe at some point I'll talk about some of the more obscure features of Pokemon Home, like the Wonder Box and stuff and the trading system, specifically with the mobile app. Uh, you can't do any of that stuff on the normal uh, Switch one, but you can do, like, the Wonder Box and uh, trading with friends and the GTS and stuff on the mobile app, which I didn't know. I thought you could do everything on one or on the Switch version, but apparently you can't. Apparently you... Uh, you need to have the mobile version in order to, to have access to those things. Uh, anyway, let's move on. That that concludes our sort of news section, by the way. Uh, let's continue to the first segment of today, and then we will get on to the main topic of today. Uh, of course, the segment I always do, Random Pokemon of the Week, everybody's favorite segment where we talk about a random Pokemon every episode remembered this time i didn't say didn't say week i said episode uh and today we are going to talk about snow runt uh snow runt is a ice type pokemon introduced in generation three man that's uh all my favorites gen three ice type pokemon heck yeah uh it evolves into glalie starting at level 42 or if female frostless when exposed to a dawnstone um, it has a 50-50 male ratio. It is ice type, of course, number 361. It is the Snow Hat Pokemon. Uh, it has Inner Focus or Ice Body or Moody as its hidden ability. Um, it is 2 foot 4. Well, that's a lot taller than I thought it was going to be. Uh, or 0 0.7 meters and only 37 pounds or 16.8 kilograms. Um, let's see. Let's look at Snow Runt. Let's, let's first talk about the elephant in the room. Um, have you guys ever seen that picture of the reference sheet for the anime? Uh, it's on Bulbapedia, uh, for Snow Runt. 
where it shows Snow Hunt without its hat on. It's it. I mean, it's exactly what you would expect it to be. It's just a little orb. It's just a little. It's it's literally Snow Hunt without the hat. Like it's just an orb. It just got little hands and feet. It's so cute. Uh, but yeah, Snow Runt can take off his little hat, um, and it's adorable. Snow Runt's just adorable in general. So, you know, that's go that goes without saying. I really like Snow Runt. It's cute. Uh, it's always been one of my favorite Pokemon, um, just because of its design, and also because I really like Frostlass, and I really like Glalie. It's cute. It's a cute Pokemon. It's an interesting Pokemon. I mean, it's, you know, like, what is it? It's just a, it's just an orb with a hat on, I guess, with like a coat. Uh, my favorite thing about Snowrun, I would say, uh, in the 3D games, uh, maybe it doesn't in like black and white. It does a little bit in uh, in black and white in the animated sprites, but it like it shivers. It just it just like it's it's animation. It it shivers, which is adorable. They're so cute. Um, like, like, you know, it, it doesn't have any really special animations, but it just shakes. Like, it's always cold. And it's sad. Uh, but it's adorable. I love Snow Run. Um, let's talk about the thing that I always forget to do, which is go over the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon quotes. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, a while ago, I sort of, I wanted to make this a tradition, and I totally forgot to, I always forget to do it, though, so we're going to do it right now. Uh, so, Mystery Dungeon, Red Rescue Team, and Blue Rescue Team, uh, they have little phrases where they, where you, when you talk to them, it's depending on how much HP they have. Um, <laughs> apparently, Snowrun from 51% to 100 HP says, Did you know? You can grow rich by being with me. What does that mean? <laughs> you can grow rich by being with me. Uh... When it's on low health, it says, oh, please, my health is half gone already. Uh, and then from quarter health, it says, I'm sorry, I can take the cold, but not this. And on level up, it says, I leveled up. I wonder if you'll get richer. <laughs> is is Snowrun like a millionaire? What is going on? Why is Snowrun talking about being rich? Why Can I get rich if I have a Snowrun? Interesting. I also do want to say that the Pokemon Shuffle, uh, the there's two, there's two sprites for Pokemon Shuffle. There's the Pokemon Shuffle and the Pokemon Shuffle mobile game. The first one in the Pokemon Shuffle, it's just Snow Run. It's exactly what you would think. Uh, but in the Pokemon Shuffle mobile, it's smiling and winking. <laughs> You know, some, he knows something we don't. Why is it winking in the Pokemon Shuffle mobile sprite? There's no reason why it would be doing that, but it's ooh, it's it's snarky. It's giving a little wink and a little smile. What's going on, Snora? What do you know that we don't? Is it just, is it the rich stuff again? Who knows? I like it. I like him. He's adorable. Um, Let's talk about some trivia. Snorun's Pokemon Platinum Pokedex, which we have to go over, I just remembered, Entry seems to reference Koropokuguru, a small race of people in Ainu folklore. They are said to live under the leaves of plants in harmony. The Ainu live in Hokkaido, a place in Japan which Sinnoh is based. Interesting. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl Snowrunt Trophy incorrectly claims that only male Snowrunt evolve in a Glalie, which is not true. You can actually have a, uh, a female Glalie. 
I think you just, I think you can just have a female Glalie anyway. Uh, yeah, so like only you can just have a female Glalie, but if it is female, you can evolve it into a Frostlass if you want to. Um, let's look at what Snowrunt is based on. Snowrunt is based on a Yukinko, a childlike spirit in Japanese mytho- mythology, mythology said to emerge when it snows, as well as the Zashiki Warashi, a mischievous spirit from the folklore of Iwati Prefecture. It also seems to be a stylized version of a person wearing a yukimino, a type of traditional winter wear from snowy parts of Japan that consists of a conical snow cloak made of straw. Wow. Let me let me look up the uh, yukinko. Maybe maybe that'll uh, explain the sort of rich. Oh, they're so cute. Oh, these are from Final Fantasy. Well, I want the ones from from Japanese folklore. Oh, I see. See, I'm getting the ones from Final Fantasy. Okay, they're just they're just little spirits who wear like straw sort of uh sort of these, you know, these Japanese uh things. They're cute. I see. That is what they're based on. Oh, that's a that's adorable. I recommend looking up uh Yukinko on on Google. They're adorable. Not looking at the um the Final Fantasy ones, of course, but the actual ones from Japanese mythology. They're cute. It makes sense. I can see why Snow, what Snowrunt is based on now. It's adorable. It doesn't say anything about being rich. Yuki Ona. Oh, that's what Frostlass is based on. That makes sense. Okay. It makes sense that, that, Frost, that Snowrunt would be based on sort of the same mythology as Frostlass. Cool. Uh, anyway, let's get to some Pokedex entries. Um, from Ruby Sapphire, Snowrunt lives in regions with heavy snowfall. In seasons without snow, such as spring and summer, this Pokemon steals away to live quietly among stalactites and stalagmites deep in caverns. Snowrunt survives by eating only snow and ice. Old folklore claims that a, po- a house visited by this Pokemon is sure to prosper for many generations to come. Uh, it can withstand cold of minus 150 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Or, uh, 100 de- or minus 100 degrees Celsius. In the snow country, certain folklore says a house will prosper. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. It is said, this is the, plat- the fabled platinum Pokedex entry that they were talking about. Uh, it is said that several snowrun gather under giant leaves and live together in harmony. Uh, it's said that if they are seen at midnight, they'll cause heavy snow. They eat ice and snow to survive. Cool. Uh, that's pretty much all there is. No, the, yeah, a lot of the other ones, the later ones, are just repeats. But yeah, interesting. Uh, Snowrun's shiny. Oh, I like it. I forgot about Snowrun shiny. I've always really liked Snowrun shiny. Um, you know, it's uh. It's just blue. It's pretty much the same, except the yellow uh, around its coat becomes like a light, a very, very bright sky blue. Uh, and the sort of diamonds on its back become um, yellow, which looks really good, if I'm being honest with you. I, and sort of the, the lining around the hood also becomes yellow. I actually really enjoy Shiny Snow Rent. Um... What do I want to give this? There's no... It doesn't seem like there's any really huge variation between the... Uh, between the sprites and the 3D models. Uh, which is 
to be expected. I mean, it's SnowRun. It's just a baby. It's it's like what what sort of variation could there be? Uh, I guess in the colors, uh, but they seem to be the same throughout the entire thing. I'm gonna give it an eight out of nine. Eight out of eight out of nine. An eight out of ten. It's it's cool. It's not perfect. Uh, it could be a little bit more interesting, but I like it. It it does what it does and it does it well. So. 8 out of 9. Or 8 out of 10. Why do I keep saying 8 out of 9? 8 out of 10 for Snow Run Shiny. Uh, and before we move on, finally, I just want to say, I'm not going to go over Snow Run uh, super a lot in competitive, uh, because the first line of the overview written by Starly, the Pokemon, uh, on Smokon.com for Snow Run, it says, with an awful typing and a 50 base stats across the board, Snow Run is completely unviable in little cup i just want to preface that uh but snow run has 50 everything 50 hp attack defense special attack special defense and speed which is interesting it's like a mythical pokemon but worse um the set is spikes frost breath shadow ball hidden power fighting um choice scarf inner focus Modest Nature, which is plus, plus special attack minus attack. Level 5, blah, blah, blah. And it says, um, Poor abilities and inner focus and ice body only continue to plummet Snowrun's value, and a lackluster move pool prevents it from being a semi-effective battler. Amora has better coverage along with better attacking stats, making it the superior ice-type Pokemon in the metagame. Wow, nothing good about this Pokemon. Just It's just trash. Well, let's move on. <laughs> Poor Snowrun. I'm sorry, Snowrun. You're just not very good at, at competitive, but it sure is darn cute. And finally, I know we are 50 minutes into the episode already. Never mind what I said about this episode being short. Uh, gosh darn. Uh, we're going to do... It's not going to be a super big uh, thing. I know it's already 50 minutes in, um, so I don't have a lot of time to really talk about this. Uh, but... I want to do a little bit of a review of the new movie that just came out, uh, Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. Uh, it came out on Netflix on Thursday, so almost a week ago today, um, and it was it was okay. Um, I if so, I will say first off, um, I think that no matter what I say. Uh, in this review, if you enjoyed the first one, you will enjoy this one because it is just a straight up remake. Um, and I enjoyed it. I really like the first movie. Uh, it's a huge childhood movie of mine. I very, very much enjoy it. Uh, but it was good. Um, uh, it's on Netflix. If so, if you don't have Netflix, I'm sorry. Um, I'm pr- and I, I've sort of been hyping up this movie. Um, I talked about it quite a lot, probably more than I should have. Um, but now I'm finally here to give my sort of final thoughts about the movie, uh, and whether or not you should watch it, which spoiler alert, you should, uh, even if you've never seen the original movie, I would recommend watching the original. Uh, it's sort of, the original sort of has that nostalgic charm to it, uh, that this movie just, I don't think can capture, unfortunately. Um, but so if you've never seen the first Pokemon movie, I would say watch the first, watch the original, uh, and then maybe watch this one if you're interested. Uh, but if you have seen the original and it's been a while, I would say give this one a watch. 
Um, the sat first of all, the soundtrack is almost the best part of this movie. The the music is beautiful. Um, it's of course you know there there it's pretty much a shot for shot remake of the original. There is a few differences which I don't remember a hundred percent. I have a few notes about it that I would took down when I was watching it. Um, there's a few differences. Um, none that I could necessarily uh, immediately remember, so they're not too diverse or they're not too important um, for it to be such a big deal. Uh, it's pretty much just a shot for shot, but the soundtrack is beautiful. The music is so good. Uh, I don't remember exactly, you know, the music in the in the first movie. I probably should have, you know, if I was going to do a complete professional review of this movie i would probably watch the first one first and then go back and watch this one but i didn't want to watch the same movie twice uh and i remember it pretty well from my childhood so you know i thought that i could just go into it uh but the soundtrack you know let's not beat around the bush it's amazing the music is beautiful um and just like the sounds too uh the voice acting is good uh the pokemon sounds are cool um yeah, I mean, the sound design in this movie is probably the best part, I think. this The music is gorgeous in this movie. Uh, and similarly, the visuals. And I'm, I'm making a big distinction here. The visuals were great. The, the graphics, I suppose you could call it the graphics, quote-unquote, um, were beautiful. The texturing was really good. The, like the sky and the water and the, the background elements were gorgeous. Um, the design for the characters I think was really good. The Pokemon looked really good. They looked just like they did in the, in the, in the first one, just literally in 3d. Um, and it was really good. I think the, the visuals, the actual look of the movie is beautiful. Uh, I know a lot of people complained about the look of the people and how they looked a little bit weird. I personally didn't really ever have a problem with it. Uh, I can definitely see where they're coming from, but personally, I thought it looked really good. I thought they all looked really good. Um, and I'm not, you know, I thought that they were, I thought they looked fine. Uh, it was definitely a little bit uncanny at some points, but I think it was okay. But yeah, like I said, the visuals the, like the the look of the movie was absolutely gorgeous and uh, the reason why i'm distinguishing between the visuals and the animation is because in all honesty the animation was pretty lackluster uh the, the animation quality was not great sometimes things looked really smooth sometimes they looked okay and sometimes they looked just plain weird um specifically like uh, it's it, it's so sad because I feel like it could have been so much better if the animation wasn't kind of unbearable. Uh, it's not too bad. It it really really isn't that bad. Uh, the animation quality is it, it it falls short sometimes. Sometimes the characters move in weird ways or they move unfluidly or they doesn't look natural. The Pokemon moves weird, really weird sometimes. I mean like you know the camera work. I say camera work. It's a cg animated movie you know what i mean the shots are beautiful uh the actual like you know the staging and the shots are really really good but just sometimes the animation just doesn't hold up uh specifically what i wanted to say was you know the scene where the pokemon you know spoilers for the movie kind of i mean if you've never seen it 
uh, you wouldn't really know what I'm talking about. The scene where the Pokemon and the clone Pokemon are fighting. In the, in the movie, in the first one, I mean, in the, the original, it's supposed to be this like super emotional scene and really, really sad and, and stuff like that, but it, it just looked really weird. It looked really awkward in the CG one. In the remake, it just it didn't hold up. I don't think at all. the 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 animation from CG, you know, the sort of way that they animated it, that anime uh, animation style, just didn't it didn't hold up. It didn't. It looked so awkward. I couldn't help but laugh, honestly, when they were fighting in slow motion. And this it's so it's supposed to be this like super dramatic moment. Um, you know, super intense, and it just looked really funny, and I couldn't help but laugh. And, like, that's really the only huge gripe I have with the movie is the animation quality um, and other sort of continuity mistakes. Like, for example, uh, when they go into the water, which is happens a lot more than you think in this movie, they go into the water quite a lot. Uh, there's, like, the whole scene in the beginning where they go uh, across the water and all that stuff. Uh, their hair doesn't get wet. Like, you know, these characters are completely submerged in water and their hair is just as poofy, just as, you know, just as anime and, and sort of the same, literally the same exact way. Like, their body gets wet, their clothes don't get wet, uh, and their hair just doesn't change uh, when they go in the water. And it just looks really weird. I know that that's sort of something that anime doesn't necessarily do all the time, and I can't remember if they did that in the original. Uh, and when it's animated hand-drawn like that, it sort of is okay, especially in that kind of style. Uh, but seeing it in, like, a CG animated movie, it just looks so weird. It looks like they're, like, they have this pocket of air around them that prevents them from getting wet. Uh, and it just, it, you know, that's a very specific gripe, I think. Uh, but it just looks really weird. And I think that falls into the animation quality. Uh, being not very good, which, like I said, is pretty much the only huge negative I have about this movie. Uh, everything else is pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It's not a bad movie, I don't think. Um, it falls short, I think, of the original. Uh, and, I mean, that's to be expected, because it's a remake. But I think as a standalone movie, it's pretty darn good. I think that they did a great job. I think that the visuals look really, really good. You know, I haven't really talked too much about the movie itself. I mean, the voice acting was good. Um, they brought back the, a lot of the original voice actors, like uh, for Mewtwo. You know, same voice actors for Jesse and James, um, Ash, uh, a lot of the other characters, I think. But uh, Brock and Misty have different voices. But I do have to say, it, it was a little bit jarring at first, hearing different voices for Brock and Misty. Um, I don't know. I know they came back in in the Sun and Moon anime, and I don't know who voice acts them, if it's the original or if it's different people. Um, and not knowing that, I think that the people who voice acted uh, Brock and Misty in the remake do a really good job at capturing their character. Uh, I don't know if it's the same people. It doesn't certainly doesn't sound like it. Uh, obviously it's been almost, I mean, over 20 years at this point, so they're not going to have the same voice uh, acting as they did back then, but it actually holds up pretty well, and they do a good job at capturing their character um, pretty well. I think that they're, I think that they're okay. Uh, a lot of the other voicing is fine. The Pokemon sound okay. Uh, overall, it's a good movie. Uh, I would, like I said, 
if you haven't seen the movie before, watch the first one. Watch the watch the original. Uh, I think, and then maybe, like I said, give it give the remake a try uh, in the future or immediately after if that's your style. If you want to sort of compare the two, go ahead. I recommend it. I know a lot of people. You might hear a lot of other people uh, not recommend it, which is fine. Totally understandable. Uh, personally, I didn't have that huge of a problem with it. I thought it was I thought it was good enough. Um, definitely falls short in some points, uh, but. I think it's worth giving it a watch. I really, really do. Um, the just the biggest thing that I was enamored by this movie with was the just the look of it. It was beautiful, and like I said, the animation quality sort of falls short, um, and it can ruin the sort of immersion sometimes uh, with how beautiful, beautifully gorgeous this movie is. Um, but I think that it is fine. I you know i'm sort of going back and forth saying the same points over and over again but i think i think my final thoughts is that it's a it's a gorgeous movie the animation sort of ruins the immersion sometimes it's a little bit rough to watch uh at some points like i said with the pokemon fighting and stuff uh but i don't think it ruins the movie uh and i don't think it adds enough to warrant not giving this movie a watch at all Uh, i understand not liking it for that reason. I think that's a totally valid point. Um, but personally, I enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. I thought it was beautiful. Uh, I enjoyed it. And yeah, that's that. Uh, anyway, we are going to wrap things up with the final segment of today's episode, which is, of course, Move Tutor, everybody's favorite segment where we talk about a random move every episode. And this, uh, today's move is bubble beam (laughs) uh bubble beam previously formatted as bubble beam with no space prior to pokemon x and y is a damage dealing water type move introduced in generation one it was tm 11 in generation one uh bubble beam has a pp of 20 max 32 a power of 65 accuracy of 100 percent um Bubble Beam does damage and has a... Oh, this is in Gen 1. Uh, Bubble Beam does damage and has a 33.2% chance of lowering the target speed step at one stage. Wow. And in Generation 2 and onward, it only has a 10% chance of lowering the target speed step at one stage. So it was heavily nerfed in uh, in Gen 2, apparently. Uh, yeah. Uh, it. I mean, some of the descriptions... A water-type attack, stronger than bubble. Many water-type Pokemon learn this move. Amazing. Thank you, Pokemon Stadium. Uh, An attack that may lower speed. A forcefully forcefully sprays bubbles that may lower speed. Uh, A spray of bubbles is forcefully ejected at the target. This may also lower its speed stat. That's it. (laughs) It's Bubble Beam. What do you want me to say? I, like I said, I feel like a lot of moves in this in this sort of segment are just like, it's this. What do you want me to say? It's Bubble Beam. Uh, but yeah, I mean, giving some love to this Pokemon. It's a special move. Uh, it is a beautiful move, which makes sense. Uh, like I said, like like it says in the, uh, in the game, it's similar to Bubble. It's sort of just a stronger version of Bubble. Sort of like the, you know, the Dragon Quest uh, style, you know, upgrading tiers, like... Uh, you know, Sizz and Sizzle, Bubble and Bubble Beam, sort of. I, I assume that's what they were going with. I mean, it, Pokemon Stadium literally says, stronger than Bubble. 
So it's it's just a stronger version of Bubble. Uh, is there any trivia about this move? If secret power is used on a pond in Generation 3, it will have the animation of Bubble Beam. Amazing. All right. <laughs> I think that's... Uh, think that is going to do it for me for today. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will catch you in the next one. Have a great day. Bye!